Yo, James, how we doing? I'm good. How's everything down under? Uh, it's good. We've had Australia Day. Uh, I've had some time off. I feel relaxed. I feel very, yeah, really good, really good. You're nice and cold up there? Uh, it's freezing, of course, but, uh, you know, it's sky blue. I've had about six coffees today, so I'm, like, full of energy. I'm just, like, absolutely raring to go. It's early morning for you, isn't it? Have you gotten yourself a coffee or two? Yeah, dude, the saddest, saddest thing. Don't take this the wrong way. I mean it with all, actually, not much respect, but I used to get up early on a Sunday morning to go driving with my buddies in the hills. Now I'm getting up early on a Sunday morning to sit with a shag pile rug on my desk and talk to you. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to find another time to do this, honestly. We, you, you can't have this cutting into your, uh, into your drive time. <laughs> It's all good, mate. Anything to be with you. Shall we kick off? Let's do it. Let's roll those credits. Welcome to Curb and Canyon. Okay, so today, James, we've got our first guest, uh, and I'm I'm excited to talk to this person. Um, they're great, but also it's it's somewhat about us ticking another box to make the two of us feel legitimate. Um, but there are some people who make a great contribution within the Porsche community through their products and through their broad approach. And I reckon Darren Fister is one such person. He's an innovator. He's a tinkerer. He develops amazing products designed to enhance the, the Porsche ownership experience. And he's absolutely fantastic to deal with. I've dealt with him multiple times. So, And whether you're in a 964 or a Boxster or a 991, he's got a product for you. And we just want to know more about this wonderful guy, which is why he is here with us today. Darren, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, welcome. Really well. Really good to see you face to face, Darren. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty exciting getting to see you guys. The last time I saw you, you were uh, you were clean shaven. Look at uh, you probably now. Probably was. Probably was. Yeah, I'm doing a little something different this time. Yeah, yeah. ZZ Top. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking to bring someone well, in. I don't have I don't have any other choices on hairdos. So <laughs> I figured I'd uh, I'd let the beard grow. My wife's encouraging it. She likes it, so um, it's a it's a good thing. It's positive. I think it suits you, mate. It looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do we find you this? Uh, what is it? Saturday for you, right? Uh, I am in my home. This is what uh, I call it. it's it's a I actually have a bar in my house. Um, it's called the Black Flag Lounge, and uh, I kind of <laughs> dabble in whiskey and some things. So it's just a spot. Uh, you know, it's got some Porsche paraphernalia on the walls and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's named after if, if you're ever racing and you get black flag, you're pretty much your day is done. So you go from the track to the pub or the, ah, the lounge, we call it the black flag <laughs> lounge. So it's uh, when the racing's over or your day's done, retire to the lounge and have a cocktail. So, And you're in sunny California, right? We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am. I couldn't feel less cool right now. You're in the Black Flag Lounge with all your Porsche paraphernalia. I've got some washing uh, on a clothes horse behind me, sitting in my study. And by the way, um, you guys have an you guys have an open invitation to the lounge. So if you're ever around here, thank you. Look me up, and yes. we'll have a nice evening in the lounge. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank yeah. you. We call I it the BFL. So, hey, Darren, let's go back to the beginning. Where 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 does the car thing start for you, and then where does the Porsche thing start. Yeah, yeah. The Porsche thing started very early. Uh, I I tried to buy 
my first car I tried to buy was a 74 um, 911. And uh, I couldn't get the deal to go because the guy couldn't get it past smog. And I was way over my budget already. And I, I was freaking out because I was like, how am I going to fix this car? Because I knew nothing about him at the time. And uh, my my father came and looked at it with me. I was 17. My dad came and looked at it. And um, my dad's a mechanic and stuff too. And he was he's never been a Porsche guy. And uh, he just couldn't understand why this car was $7,500, you know, back when I was 17. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. This car's not worth it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And my dad, he's just, you know, doing dad things. Yeah. And uh, I was going to buy it anyways, but the guy could not get it to pass smog. And I, I finally had to back out of the deal because I couldn't register it in California because it has to pass smog. Um, so unfortunately, that was not my first portion that I purchased. I ended up getting a uh, Firebird Trans Am, and that was my love for many, many years. And uh, but the Porsche thing was always, I always had the posters, and like you know, most of you guys, it's you know, from a kid, I was always, I just loved the brand and uh, uh, was very excited about it. So finally, you know, it might be a good thing that that didn't work out because my life might be different if it did. You know how that happens. So years later, um, I think I was turning or close to being 40. And uh, had a little more success in my life and uh, started looking. I wanted to get a 930. It's like, oh, gosh, I need to get – I want to get something. 930s yeah, yeah. were affordable at the time. And uh, I just started looking. They were about 30 grand, you know. And uh, as I was researching, 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 these 993s kept popping up. And I was just like, man, that's just such it, – it looked modern, you know, compared to the 930. Yeah. And it just – it was great. I mean, this was probably, you know, in 2000. And um, – so they were already older, but they weren't that old yet. But I was I was in love, you know. So I was looking at those. And I'm like, geez, a naturally aspirated car, almost 300 horsepower, you know, a little bit newer, modern looking and all that kind of fun stuff. So I ended up finding my 96 at that point and uh, switched from the 930 idea to the, to the 993. And then uh, once I did that, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, just started learning and uh, – the initial thing I did was I, I didn't like the exhaust as much. So yeah. me being a fabricator and whatnot, I uh, took the exhaust off, tore it apart, and then I just tinkered with it for a while and ended up getting something that I liked. And uh, that started me going to to shows and runs around where I lived. And some of my friends had 911s or 993s too. And everybody was asking, well, what exhaust do you have on that car? And I was like, oh, that's it's my exhaust. I just built it. You know, no big deal. No intention of doing anything beyond that. I mean, it was just, I did it for me, did it for me. And, uh, all my friends were like, well, can you do mine? Can you do mine? So I was like, yeah, sure. Come over, you know, I put the car in the driveway, jack it up in, in the driveway, take the cans off, go in my garage, like six hours later, come out with the, my little Frankenstein mufflers and <laughs> throw them in their cars. And, uh, we were kind of start getting active on Renlist at the time too. Um, Renlist was a bit different back then, but, uh, it just kind of started really, taken off on Renlist a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, it's long story short. That's kind of how it all started. And then, uh, you know, the parts thing came. I just started building stuff for my own car. And as my reputation and the people knew what I started, that I was a tinkering and doing things, and people started asking for the stuff I was doing. And uh, it, it just developed into a point where um, guys were coming to my house with bringing me suspension kits and coming to my house with clutch kits. My clutch is slipping. Can you do my clutch while it's here? And, nice. You know, it just it just kind of grew into this. Um, you know, at the time, I didn't know half the stuff I was doing, but I'd say, yes, oh, of course, I could do that, you know. 
fake it till you make it kind of thing. And then I'd do all my research yeah. and I'd get in there. I was always, I've always been mechanical. And so it was never really my concern, more just learning the car and learning the, the pieces that are specific to the Porsches and whatnot. And uh, that's, that's basically how it took off. At some point, it, it was never my intention to have a shop and to do what I do, but it started growing and growing and growing. And pretty soon I was like, well, there's only eight hours in a day that I can work. Mm -hmm. And if I'm only making an hourly wage, there's only X amount of dollars I could make, you know? So I was, I was like, I need to, I need to sell them the parts as well. So then I started my LLC and got hooked up with some parts suppliers. And uh, that was all just a learning process. I just figured it out as I went along. It was, I'm not a business mogul. I'm not a business guy that has a great <laughs> business mind. I'm a, I'm a Porsche enthusiast. I love to work on stuff. That's phenomenal. You know? so, and little did you know, when you started tinkering with your exhaust on that 993, that the legend was born. I mean, <laughs> it in is. my own mind. I, I in mean, my own mind. <laughs> it's true. No, I mean, the Fister exhaust, everybody knows that. Yeah. You're in the Porsche world, you know, the Fister what? exhaust, it, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So true. Do you, and James, do you remember, like, I remember the first time I heard a Fister. I still remember it to this day. It was on a 996, and I was driving behind this guy, and we were driving in a group, and when we pulled over and stopped, I just went over to him and said, dude, seriously, what is that exhaust? And he said, it's a Fister. I'm like, a what? <laughs> he, said, <"It's> a <laughs> he said, it's a Fister. And then suddenly it literally just starts appearing. My buddy... Kale's got a 993. He's got a Fister. Hey, what's that exhaust? It's a Fister. I'm like, this This is the exhaust you've got to have. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I had a conversation once with somebody saying, uh, well, you should get the Fister. And he said, well, I've, I've got the exhaust from FD Motorsports. I was like, yeah, no, forget that. You want to get the Fister. Not realizing they were one of the same. And he was looking at me like I was an idiot. And to be fair, yeah. it's not wrong. Well, it's, it's funny. I've had, I've had a guy call me on the phone call me at the shop and he's talking to me and uh, he says, who am I talking to? And I said, Oh, this is, I'm, you know, I'm Darren, Darren Fister. And he's like, wow. He goes, isn't that cool that you have like an exhaust name named after you? you know, it was just like such a weird disconnect. I was like, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But that's my name, right? Is. You know that I go smoke another one, bro. It was just a weird, it was a weird thing. Yeah. It was just a strange uh, conversation, but I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Just, you know, seeing the, the, the light bulbs going off in his head. So is, but, is uh, the, is the, is the car in your logo that 993 that you were talking about, the first one you bought there? Uh, which logo? I have multiple things flying around right now. Oh, you yeah. do, you do, don't you? I, the one on your website, you got a silver, I think, 993, uh, with the, with the green surround. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, um, it's not technically mine. Um, that was my artist guy. I give him ideas on what I wanted, and I just wanted. I think that's actually like a Turbo S. Okay, that's in there. If you go on my website, the initial picture that pops up—that's my nine. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. Right now, it's right now. It looks like, um, uh, I, you know, I'm not a real big sticker guy or any of that stuff, but it's kind of stickered up right now. I I got invited to. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm just doing it for fun. I'm not trying to be a race car poser. Or anything like that. It's I just that's the thing. I'm not a purist. I do what I do because I like it, and I like it for me. Yeah. Um, I got invited by KW Suspension because I'm one of their vendors. They did a, a track day here in California, and um, they invited me down with to bring whatever I wanted. So I figured I'd bring my 993 because I'd tracked that before. Um, yeah. I thought 
you know, be cool to kind of get some more press to yeah. uh, put some big KW stickers on it. And I kind of came up with the design. I just gave it to my sticker guy and he whipped it out in like in an afternoon. And um, it still looks like that right now. I'm debating on whether to take it off or not. Uh, I like it. Also, I've got my track wheels on there, which are... Um, yeah, which they are, look they're, they're pretty tough. Sick. Yeah. They look really tough, huh? Yeah, it, it actually, it looks mega. It, it, it really looks brilliant. I was actually just wondering if uh, you often lost your car in the car park while you were going grocery shopping and you needed your name all over the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it has to be big because Honey, I don't... This is it. As I get older, I don't see that well anymore, so it has to be big on the side so I can see it. Um, it's, yeah, it's... And, it's just for fun. <laughs> does does Mrs. Vista say, listen, I'm not getting in the boy racer car with you, Darren. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. She loves that car. When we go to car week and things like that, um, I don't tow my car. I have to I have to drive it. So we have yeah. a motorhome. So I drive the motorhome and she gets to drive the car. So oh, if yes. we get to go if we're going anywhere, she's I said, which one do you want to take? She's like, Oh, the nine nine three. Because I love that's my yeah, favorite. That's so great. she loves driving the nine nine three. The nine six four surprisingly is a little tougher for her. You'd think it'd be the same, um, but mm. it is a little tougher. The the rearview mirror doesn't adjust low enough for her. She's five foot tall, so I'll, I'll put that out there right now. <laughs> right. She's 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 not a tall person, but so she turns the mirror sideways so she can see out the back window <laughs> on the nine six four. That's amazing. And my nine nine three, I've got a lightweight flywheel in there, and you know the yeah. new yeah. shifter and all that stuff, and she that's the one she likes the most. She goes that car every time we stop. She goes that car is so easy for me to drive. And, yeah, you know, I married the right one. That's all I can say. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Yeah. It sounds like she has with the nine six four the exact same yet opposite problem that James has, which is fitting into it. But <laughs> her because she's too small. How tall are you, James? Just short of six seven. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Yeah, you look much shorter. You look much shorter on YouTube. Well, you know, quite a few people have said that. <laughs> And uh, I don't know whether it's the, the camera angle, but um, when I first started going to car events after, you know, making a few YouTube videos, th that's usually what people say first. They're like, are you that YouTube auto amateur guy? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Jesus, I had no idea he was so tall. <laughs> but I had no idea either. Does that, in does that include the red top? Does oh, no, no. This, this, this takes there? me, my, uh, my ginger Elvis quiff takes me up to about 6'9". Oh my god! This is pan awesome. this is pandemic hair. I've got to get this wig. That is awesome. Pretty quickly, yeah. Which is why I like the nine nine one and the nine nine two so much because it's you know it's 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 basically a Buick compared to the nine nine three. How about you, Andy? How tall are you? I'm just an even six foot, um, okay. so somewhere right in the middle there. But you know yeah. what? I mean the whole the whole point of this. Um, the interview is actually just a clever ruse to so that James could pitch you an idea of turning the back seat of an air-cooled 911 into a front seat, a little bit like Hightower had to in ah. uh, Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> well, we could do it. We just need the car here. Yeah, I think there'd be two people that would want to buy that, either me or Shaq. Shaq would be able yeah. to afford yeah, it. Right? I don't think I would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. I had no idea you were that tall. That's that's beautiful, man. That's brilliant. Darren, who's 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 your customer? They they I mean they're all over the world now, right? Everywhere. Oh my gosh. Um I have a lot of customers in Australia actually, which is not surprising, but um a little bit surprising cuz shipping is extremely expensive. Yeah, I'm sure. To get to you guys. Tell me about it, mate. <laughs> but I'm assuming that's everything's like that, right? You guys want something from anywhere, it's going to cost a ton of money to ship it to you. Yeah, it's um, just the cost of living here. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I've gotten a lot of great clients in Australia. In fact, I, I think I'm going to have to go down there and make a business trip out of it and go for a drive with you gents one of these times. Yes. Uh, you talking? I would love it. I would love it. Once we get, yeah. hopefully we can get through all this craziness in the world. And uh, But yeah, I would love to come down there sometime. You guys just have a lot of- Open invite to join us. You have a lot of animals that kill you though. That's yeah, one thing that I'm not so sure Ridiculous. about. You got all the, all the worst- <laughs> All the worst snakes and spiders and all that stuff. It's like, man. It just it just weeds out the weaklings, that's all. It's okay. <laughs> I've seen some of those I've seen some of those kangaroos that are like Yeah, the big they're ones. Like, they're like buff, yeah. man. How about how about the flying fruit bats the size of Labradors? That they just oh, absolutely scare the living piss out of me. <laughs> now, James, absolutely. just so you know. Cartoons are not nature documentaries, <laughs> mate. You're getting confused. Don't blow my bubble. No, to be honest, the, the, the kangaroos you really worry about are the ones that jump out in front of you on the road. Oh, my gosh. I would be afraid to ride a motorcycle down there if that was the case. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, back to my customers. Um, yeah, I get a lot of customers. I got customers in Dubai. Um, some strange places uh, that I'd be surprised. Turbo stuff in Mexico. Um mm. You know, a ton in Canada and, of course, all across the U.S., all over Europe, uh, New Zealand. There's been a big rush of stuff um, going to Sweden and Norway right now, um, mm. shifters. And I'm not sure. I'm assuming somebody must have posted something up somewhere um, on a Swedish Ren list or something. Yeah. And Because right. I'm getting a lot. Of, I mean, it's consistent, like, over the past month. It's like I haven't shipped stuff to there in quite a while, but it's wow. just it's crazy. What are these people looking for? What's your typical customer? What is it about the the your products you think that, that they're looking for? Um, just well, the the improvement that you get in the driving experience. I mean, pretty much the bottom line. You know, they they find it somewhere. Somebody talks about it, and they decide. Oh, I think I'll try that. You know, even though I'm in a different country, or there's enough. I think there's enough information out there now. That's part of why I think my business has been growing continually over the years. Is it just with the internet, the the web gets cast or the net gets cast a little further and further and further and further to where before I was dealing with people that would that knew me from Renlist or that would know me personally almost, or they felt like they knew me personally from meeting me at events and just seeing me around and that kind of thing. And now I think I'm getting a lot of people that are contacting me that have no idea. They're like, how does this work? I don't even know. Am I supposed to send you my mufflers in? Am I supposed to, you know, because they just read about it somewhere or somebody told them about it. So that's, that's the interesting part too, is like, or I talk to them and they have no clue who I am. They're like, oh, okay, you're the owner of the company. Cool. You know, not that I'm anybody because I'm really am nobody, but it's just interesting that some people, it's just like dealing with Amazon. They're like, I'm calling customer service because I want to order something. I don't yeah. understand it, you know, which is, which is interesting because. That's why the, I think it's just getting, like I said, the net's spreading so far that I'm, pe I'm catching people that really haven't done a ton of research on it or yet or anything. So, so now you're established. Do you have a you know sort of fixed set of products that you're just going to continue selling and maybe refining, or are you also you know mm -hmm. continuing to think about new products that you can bring to market, new ways to, I don't know, fix a an axle or a suspension or a, a shifter, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm constantly looking um, and uh, more right now contemplating development because it's, it's kind of grown. The, the monster has grown pretty big um, at this point. And uh, I just lost recently, like last year, at the end of the year, um, uh, my service, my shop manager, 
uh, took up a different position somewhere. And um, that had allowed me, I was doing a lot of wrenching and uh, had more time to research and development and stuff like that, do some R&D. And then um, he took another job. So I had to step back into uh, my shop manager position, which is a full-time position yeah. uh, dealing with, you know, the hundreds of emails and the orders and shipping and receiving and uh, product ordering, make sure we have enough stuff to build all the stuff we're doing. Right. Um, so that I, that's really limited me um, on my R and D time right now. So I'm, I'm basically, it's kind of nice because I've stepped back into the shop and get to get my hands back on everything, you know, uh, from start to finish. So it, it's kind of been a nice transition. Um, but it really has cut back on my service and my, my work. My hands aren't getting nearly as dirty anymore as they used to. So, you know, which has its own, it, it's kind of stressful when I, I'm working on a ton of cars and people are calling me, asking me a ton of questions and I'm right in the middle of working on something and I have to stop, answer a question, then go back to working on it. It creates a lot of stress for me, uh, in that environment. I'm not, I do enjoy working on the cars, but, uh, without the time availability, that's, that's what is becoming the rub right now. I'm, I'm running out of the time. So, but yeah, I, I will eventually, I know I'm, I've been dying to get on a turbo muffler for a long time, the 996 through 997 uh, turbos. Um, I did one version. I had a, I had a car and I did a version and uh, it sounded really good, but it had a tiny bit of drone, which I don't tolerate. And yeah. uh, the guy had to take his car back and then, you know, life moved on and I haven't got back to it yet. But uh, that's one for sure. I get a lot of calls from turbo guys that really want me to do something for those cars. Makes sense. So we'll see. Makes we'll see sense. if I can get to it eventually. Plus, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> My gosh, you know, it's like. <laughs> Whatever. I got a brand new. <laughs> I have a brand new grandbaby now. So um, that's wow. very exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Our first, our first one. And uh, I know how's how's father fatherhood treating you, James? Uh, it's great. You know, it's yeah, it's funny. Um, I've never been happier and more fulfilled in the last five years from having my three children. Yeah. I've also never been more stressed and anxious on a constant basis. <laughs> it's, it's like this yeah. catch twenty two. Um, oh yeah, I, I really love it. I used to have hair. Wait. I used to have hair before I had kids. I'll just tell you that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> wait till they're teenagers. <laughs> Do you have, what do you have, two? I have, uh, well, actually, we just welcomed our third. So the, the last uh, oh, four or five months oh, have been gosh. really interesting with a little girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got a um, four-year-old Luke, three-year-old Adam, and now a, oh, a six-month-old Gracie. And uh, oh, Luke. Geez. Congratulations, thank man. That's you. so cool. They both have been out in the garage with me. When I'm wrenching on the car, I occasionally turn around and see them taking a wrench to the paint, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> grab them quickly but uh you know there's a cute meme with a, a girl next to a car and she's got a screwdriver and she scratched i love you into the paint on the car she's like i love you daddy That's what, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do do you know i still have a photo of the day i went to put down a deposit on my 964 i, I took my son with me who was then uh i don't know nine years old maybe Mm -hmm. And there's, I, I took a photo of him. I said, "Hey, why don't you just jump in the driver's seat? Have a, have a sit in there." And I've got this photo of him sitting in the driver's seat, holding the steering wheel, and looking at me like it didn't, it hadn't made sense to him until that moment. And suddenly yeah. he's sitting in this car and looking at me like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever! It's the coolest photo. I love it." That's awesome. How old is he now? Thirteen. Um, and my daughter is driving. 17. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, that's it. 
So you have two but as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. I know you wouldn't. Awesome. You wouldn't think it looking at this young face, but uh, you do look very young. <laughs> you do. <laughs> anyway, look at me. Well, it's, it's funny. It's it's uh, it's Sunday morning here too. So I, I've I've had too much red wine last night as well. So it's all showing. Ah. <laughs> you look great. You look great. I, thanks, I thought, thanks, you were, I thought you were like 25. I didn't know. I don't know there you go. Were. You're welcome anytime. Do you hear that, James? <laughs> like, sorry, I interrupted. Go on. Keep going. No, that's good. Let's, let's just keep feeding Andy's ego. But, you know, you mentioned kids. One of my favorite things about taking my car to the cars and coffee and the, the car events is um, when the, the kids walk along with their parents and you, mm-hmm. they, you can tell they want to sit in the car and some of them are a, a little shy and they don't want to ask some of them yeah. their parents will ask and i just can't get them in there fast enough i'm like sure here's the key start <laughs> it <agreed>. up <laughs> just don't drive it away yeah that's awesome i really, really make like you that. know make get that implanted early you know yeah that, if you go to the races a lot of times if you have a little kid at the races i mean the pro races a yeah. lot of those guys will let the little kids sit in the race cars oh, it's, it's pretty amazing that's ice huh yeah pretty amazing that's so cool um hey darren just thinking about these cars that a lot of people would say they're they're brilliant right out of the factory like like, Mm -hmm. why is there a need for for the products that you develop like yeah why do we need them uh it's it's not a need i mean you don't need it right um (laughs) it's more like a want it's like i don't know just it to me the, the things i do are improvements um yeah you know, so you maybe, maybe to some people it's not. If you're a purist, for sure, they're going to be like, no, I don't, I don't want that. And there are some shops, guys will buy some of my parts and take them to the shop and they have an old mechanic and he's like, I won't put an aftermarket parts on there. Oh, I'll really? Know, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the way it is, you know. But um, like my shifters and stuff, they, they make improvements not only by shortening the throw a little bit or making the tactile portion that you're touching constantly, you know, making that more fun and more enjoyable to do. But there are some failure points in the factory pieces that now these cars are 25, 30 years old. You know, there's some plastic and rubber and things in there that that fail and get loose and create. Um, sometimes it can strand you. I mean, if your shifter comes apart, you're, you're stuck, oh, yeah. right? You can't even shift your car. So um, it improves that. And I, I, everything switches over from plastic cups and metal balls to stainless steel rod ends and stainless steel bolts and nuts and stuff that's going to last the life of the car. And so it's just, um, you know, I, I don't push it on anybody. If somebody doesn't want that stuff, that's totally fine. I have a lot of people that call for my shifters, especially, and they say, um, my friends told me I need to get this, but they're like, I don't, my car shifts just fine. You know, I don't see the, hmm. I don't see the problem, blah, blah, blah. So I talk to them for a while and tell them about the improvements and what it does. And they're like, well, I'll give it a try. And then I inevitably get that email back. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, now I get it. I see what my friends were saying. You know, it's like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize you could make this better. And they're like, it's so much better now. And it makes the car more fun to drive, you know? So that that's, that's my whole point. It's like, I don't look at it. I don't look at anything like how can I make money. I look at it how can I make something better. You know yeah. how can I improve on how can I improve on this? And Porsche's, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than the Porsche engineers at all, but Porsche has a budget <laughs> when they build these cars. You know, they they can't yep. do everything they want. Yeah, they have to stay within the restraints of their budget, and this is what they can do, and this is what we did in the 964. So we're going to carry it over the 993, not change it. You know, there's things like that that happen that that they don't have control over, and now that it's all these years later, they don't 
they're not looking to improve the cars anymore. They're on to the, you know, all the new stuff. This yeah, stuff is gold yeah. and it's great. And there's a lot of respect there, but they're not developing parts for it or working on improving parts that are failing. So that's, that's kind of where I think I come in and just, I just try to make it better, you know? So you got me all excited about um, shifters and I'm now looking at 996 because I'm still working on my 996 project car. What mm-hmm. What's up? Whether I can't see a shifter. Is there a shifter for the 996? <laughs> I don't have one. Oh. I don't have one. Because uh, just due to the fact there's a lot out there right now, oh, yeah. and it's all cable-driven. It's cable-driven stuff. And um, so there's kind of a certain design that you need to make them all work. They're all very similar, but everybody makes those, right? So it, to me, it's not a market that I, do, that I wanted to slip into. Fair enough. I have been getting a lot of requests due to the fact with my uh, – my Fister Design 993 shifter with the, the new stainless and the knob and mm. custom knob and all that. There's a lot of guys, 997s, 996, are like, hey, how can I get that on my car? Yeah. You know? So I I may come up with some type of system to to do that in the future. I don't know. Um, it's a different, it's like, it's so different yeah. compared to the 964, 993s. You know, the, you're dealing with old school linkage, you know, everything's connected mm-hmm. together with linkage and joints and everything, whereas all the new stuff is just all cable. So, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get that far. <laughs> With all of that spare time, it sounds like you've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it's one thing, I, I don't want to make something that's like a slip on, you know what yeah. I mean? It slips over the top. Mm. Uh, part of my, when I post things and, cause there are a lot of people that make those too. And I'm, I, I post like hashtag no fake slip on, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of my little dig, little dig, like mine's real from the bottom to the top. It's all stainless. It's welded together. It's solid. You know, it's, it's a, it's it a makes piece, a difference. You know? It's not a, it really yeah. does. Yeah. I think it does too. Yeah. I think it does too. I just don't want to be, I don't want to have something you just slip over the top and it gives the impression that it's like that. You know, I want it to be real. So how much of uh, the wonderful Porsche culture do you, get yourself into you know it sounds like you know you're busy all the time in your shop you've got a life you know a granddad um do you get out and drive much do you get to go to car events you know do you do you you get to enjoy your cars i do um a little bit uh not as much as i would like of course uh just because of crazy times but um um and now i have i've got too many cars to choose from not that i have a lot of cars because my my i don't even call it a collection it's very small Mm -hmm. but um now it's just so tough. It's like, I got to take the 914 out. Dang it. I got to take the 944 <laughs> out. I got to get the 964 out, you know, cause if you don't, you don't want to let them sit, yeah. you know? So it's, it's uh it's, it's that struggle a little bit too. Um, every month we have a get together here in, uh, Emeryville, which is about a 45 hour, hour drive from here. Um, the first Saturday of every month we'll get together and have cars and coffee there. And then oftentimes guys will go on a drive after that. Yeah. And then uh, I did start, I started my own, um, my own gathering, which is Deutsche Spritz Tour. I don't know if you guys ever have seen yeah. that. Or is that the, it. I think it's, it's t-shirt, on your t-shirt, right? isn't it? I really want that <laughs> t-shirt. This is a. Uh, this is my. This one is the. Ah, uh, <gasps> oh, it's a crew t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of my crew shirts. I can get you guys some though, probably. Uh, I don't know about James. What size do you wear, James? Just send me three, and I'll stitch them together. <laughs> <laughs> Extra large, extra long. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I, I started doing that. We just had our second show um, at the end of last year. We skipped 2020 due to the COVID lockdowns. But um, even that, it's Deutsche Spritzstor means um, German joyride. So it's basically like people are like, is this a great, do we get to go on a big drive and all this stuff? And it's like, well, it's really a show. I rent a winery. 
uh, near me, and it's a beautiful facility. Oh, wow. And uh, I can fit, I can fit a couple hundred cars in wow. there easy. And uh, last year, I think we had uh, one about 130 cars. And um, unfortunately for me, running the show is um, it's a lot of work. Uh, I have great help. My wife really helps me, and I have a crew that helps me. But I have to be there the night before, and then real early the morning of, and uh, I'm there basically all day, just like working, working, working. And so people are like, hey, you're going to put on a drive before the show? It's like, you know, I can't. <laughs> but there are a lot of groups around here that yeah. do. Uh, they meet somewhere, and then they drive through these nice back roads here to get to the show. So there's a lot of that. It actually creates driving for people, um, which is which I think is awesome. And the, show's, the show is super fantastic. Wow. Um, a lot of great people. And I, I tell people, they're like, well, my car is not a show car. It's like, it's, it's not, not about, about the car. show. It's it's bring what you drive. I don't care if you drive a Macan with 250,000 miles on it to beat all the heck. I don't care. Bring it. Yeah. You know, park it out there on the grass in the baseball field. Show everybody. It's, you know, it's awesome. Um, so we get a lot of different kinds of cars uh, that come, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I don't want just like all air-cooled 911s. I mean, I love that, but, yeah. and then I have a certain, there's a certain section in the show with a big, a big giant garage. So last year I did, um, I had 993s highlighted in ah, there. That's correct. So, and I had uh, a couple of, uh, Rudy, Rudy was supposed yeah, to come. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys know Rudy. Yeah. Rudy was going to come and he was going to bring his Ruby Stone 964, but uh, unfortunately he yeah. passed before that happened. Um, but I had some banners made, uh, with his picture, with some him and some of his cars, I had that in the 993 room. So as you walk through and you saw some of the 993s, you could read. It had like his little story there. You could read about him and see a picture of him. And um, yeah, he was one of my good buddies. So I, I really miss him a lot. It it must have been great to be able to use that um, event as an opportunity to pay tribute to Rudy, because as you say, a, a great mate of yours who we sadly lost. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was nice. Um, I just wish. I wish he would have been there and one yeah. of his cars would have been yeah, there, but you know, it, it's okay. I, I'm just, I, you have to say, I'm, I just feel blessed for the time I did get to spend with him. And, uh, you know, he was a really good guy. He was a great guy. Yeah, no, well, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know him. I knew of him, but, uh, what was incredible was just seeing how, how we traveled across all of social media when yeah. the news broke. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. it must've influenced a lot of people's lives. Must've touched a lot of people. That's just you know, really, really special soul. Yeah, he was he was a really close friend of mine, and um, but everybody I talk to, they feel yeah. that they're like, I used to talk to him, I used to text him, or he'd call me, and every he just made everybody feel that way. You know, if you had a, car, a question about cars or whatever, um, not that he knew everything, mm. but he would love to just talk to you about yeah. it. And if he knew something that could help you, uh, you know, he would offer it up. Um, we would go to events at in Texas where he lived. Uh, the first one I went to, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but he had, I think he must've had about 18 993s at the time, maybe some 964s thrown in. And all these guys flew in a bunch of guys. And he was like, which car do you want? Oh, I want the speed yellow 993. Okay. Wow. Here you go. Which one do you want? <laughs> and he, we, he gave everybody keys and we went out on the highway, Amazing. um, to go to his to go to the show that they're putting on, and we did a nice couple little high speed runs, and he had photographers out there, so you got pictures of yourself wow. in the car, you know, motion shots and everything. And I mean, it just wow. made there's people from Canada, people from all over that came in, and they're like, "I never even met this guy, and I'm driving one of his Porsches wow. around today." I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's impactful. Yeah. That's impactful. He was he was um, 
he's a believer and he's very he's a very godly man. So he would use that opportunity um, to tell his story, uh, which is an amazing story of his life and um, how he was saved. And it's just it's really incredible. And he touched a ton of people with yeah. that. You know, it was really it was just really fun to hang out yeah. with him. Really yeah. fun. Well, like I said, I'm glad you had the opportunity to pay tribute to him in 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 some form at at, at your event. What a what a great thing to do. Yeah, it's a great community. It just really is. You guys, know. yeah, I, I'm blown away by it constantly. You know, and m- yeah. meeting uh, people all over the world, all over the country. Um, very welcoming community. Very uh, diverse community. It's absolutely. It's been, it's been really phenomenal. It was the big. Um, it was the big learning for me by my car was my expectation of what the Porsche community looked like versus what it is. Two very, very different pictures because, you know, I imagined that it was all about meeting people who'd want to talk about what their annual salary was and having pissing contests about right. horsepower and the like. And instead right. you just meet all these people who have dreamt of these cars suddenly found a way that maybe they can get one or maybe they can build a collection. It doesn't really matter, but just genuinely great people who look out for one another and yeah i've 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 made some of the best friends i've had in my entire life through the ownership of this car yeah absolutely i totally agree with you 100 yeah. percent. it's you know you when you're when you're not in it yet and you're reading about it and you're understanding it there's that standing joke what is the difference between a portion and a porcupine yeah. <laughs> you know, on the pork on the porcupine the pricks are on the outside you know <laughs> but it's really not like that it's really not like that especially when you get into anything older you know, now if you got, you know, doctors and lawyers buying brand new, you know, $300,000 sure. 911s that just want to take their wife out to dinner and show status at the office, that's different. When you get back into the cars that are, well, they used to be more affordable. They're not so much anymore, but when they were affordable, yeah. you know, the average guy could buy a $25,000 964. Yeah. I mean, that was like, hey, these cars aren't that expensive. Yeah. You know, I can actually own one. <laughs> You know, so. Gosh, I wish I bought mine back then. <laughs> yeah, right? Me too. Me too. I've got a buddy who bought his like two years before mine and he paid half what I did. So I've got to ask Darren, what what, what would your dream Porsche be? <sighs> oh. From somebody who's like up to his eyeballs in the world and, you know, is, it has the reputation yeah. in the industry, what, what would yours be? And just before you answer, don't feel obliged to say mine. It's like, like you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, you know, it's that age old question. Who can, I mean, you always go, oh, 73 RS, right? I mean, that would be what I'd have to have, right? But it, it's so hard because there's so many great cars. That I would have, I would struggle yeah, can, with choosing just one. Wondering. I would love like a beautiful, beautiful 356 Outlaw, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, of course, I would love I, I would love to get my hands on a long hood. I don't, I've never had a yeah, long hood, so. yet. but it'd have to be a it'd have to be a hot rodded one. I wouldn't want to uh, just a stock yeah. one. You, you drive those; they're great and they're brilliant. But you drive those compared to like a nine nine three, and it's just like wow. You know, <laughs> these cars don't seem that impressive. You know, they're beautiful, but um, they're just not. They don't have the horsepower and the suspensions yeah. and stuff yeah. that the newer cars have. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I could just settle on just one thing. There's too many choices, yeah. right? Too many choices. That's what I love about it. Yeah. We won't hold you to it. It's okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, I've driven like, you know, I drive some of the newer cars and they're so amazing. The new GT3s and stuff. Are just like, yeah. I mean, they're out of this world, but they actually scare me to drive them. It's like they are so fast and 
I don't know. It's it's you could do something stupid and then pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. quickly, so quickly. Um, I like to drive the uh, the slow cars fast. That's what I like to do. The older slow cars, drive them fast. That's that's just my thing, you know. Um, no, I agree. I'm not. I don't. I don't claim to be a race car driver or anything. I mean, I have raced a little bit, very extremely amateur, and I love that. That's probably one of the most funnest things you could ever do in your life. Um, but yeah, those cars just they they make me nervous. <laughs> nervous. You need a track to fully explore. I was driving. Uh, I got to drive one of Rudy's um, last time. Last visit I did uh, with Rudy was a couple of months before he passed away, and uh, we always go for a drive when I'm down there. And he's like, "Well, what do you want to drive?" And I, I often will pick his blue, his blue turquoise nine nine three. But he had this um, Riviera blue GT three. Uh, what is that one? Is it a nine 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 seven two? I think maybe. Whew, man, <laughs> we went out on a drive in that thing, and uh, I got separated. We got on some double yellow roads and uh, I got separated from him for a while. And uh, I came to a, uh, we're out in the back country in Texas and it, there was a, um, uh, a passing lane I saw. So I, I kicked it down <laughs> with my finger, you know, and uh, gunned the throttle and that thing freaking took off like a rocket ship. And as I passed this car, the sec, the, the last car that I was passing swerved out <gasps> into my lane a little bit. and was like yelling out the window. Like he was mad that I was passing him. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, my adrenaline was pumping. I was freaked out. Well, about 25 seconds later, I get the flashing lights behind uh, me. Uh, and I'm like, we're out in the middle of nowhere out in Texas. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. So I get pulled over and it was the quintessential Texas cop. <laughs> He's about 5'6", about 300 pounds, uh, mustache, you know, came up like all upset you know with me and you didn't see me back there did you you know and i was like i didn't see anybody sir i was watching the road you know <laughs> i didn't tell him this car was scaring me but i just i was watching the road i did not see you and, um as he's talking to me the guy that i passed pulls up behind the cop car and starts yelling out his window at me and the cop and everything like, trying to say that i was doing something crazy or whatever i was just passing it wasn't that big of a deal but um so the cop went back there and shoot him off because they don't like people coming yeah, up on their right, stops. Right, right. He was he was upset. He was upset with that guy too. But he came and talked to me, and then uh, he was like, "Well, that doesn't happen very often, you know. That guy was really mad at you." And <laughs> so, anyways, he he took my license, and I'm in Rudy's car, so I don't even know where the registration is. I'm like, I don't see any registration. I don't. This is a Texas mm -hmm. thing. Maybe they don't have them. I don't know. So I give him my California driver's license. I told him I'm out here. We were actually out there for um, uh, Rudy's grandson yeah. uh, passed away, and. They have an annual thing every year. So for uh, Live Like Raiden. So that's why we were there. And um, he took my license back to his car and he's back there for a few minutes and I'm watching him in my mirror. Uh, stupid me. I should have filmed it. But, you know, at that time I was yeah, too yeah. worried. I wasn't I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, am I going to go to jail in Texas? <laughs> you know, so I, I should have took some pictures and filmed some of it, but I didn't. It was my, my bad. But um, so he came back and uh, when he got out of his car, I noticed he didn't have his little book with him or anything. And he had my driver's license in his hand. So I thought, maybe I'm not going to get a ticket. So he came back and uh, read me the riot act and, you know, and don't ever come back to this. He, oh, I know what he did. He, first off, he offered me, he offered me choices. And I said, okay. He goes, uh, he goes, do you want to come back, uh, come back in a month to Texas and go before one of my judges? And I was like, mm, not really. He goes, okay. He goes, do you want to um, write a big check? <laughs> For this ticket, send it back. And I was like, are those my only two choices? <laughs> he was like, he's looking at me and he goes, 
No, there's one more, you know, don't come back in this. When you tell you, you catch up to your friend, you know, cause he, he ran the plates, I guess yeah, it tells him where Rudy lives and all this stuff. And he said, you find your friend, you tell him, don't come back to my County anymore. Oh, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he went off on me for a while. And I was like, so then I, then I have to start this thing up. Right. And it's got like some type of sport pipes on it, you know? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> you know, fired up right in front of him. I'm like, Trying to be quiet, trying to be as quiet as I can. And I kind of creep out in first gear with my blinker on, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, thank you, sir. I appreciate what you do, you know, but it was, it was exciting. But uh, luckily I didn't get a That's ticket. That's amazing. That's amazing. If that, if that was Australia, you would have been locked up. You would have never seen your car again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gone. Well, it wasn't my car. That was the funny thing. It would have been Rudy's. I'm like, <laughs> well, Rudy never would have seen his car again. Yeah. Yeah, but that was it was exciting. Texas is always yeah, exciting. Yeah. Well, hey Darren, the idea of you driving off into the sunset in Texas is perhaps a good segue. I think we've we've probably kept you long enough on your Saturday <laughs> afternoon, right? Oh, it's no worries. Whatever you guys want. I like talking to you guys. So it's Appreciate all good. It. Yeah, great seeing you too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. And um and yeah, open invitation, mate, when you when this is when this craziness is over and you come down to Australia, we we've got to get you out on a drive with us for sure. I would love yeah. that. I would love it. And same here. I don't know why you would yeah. ever want to come to Minnesota, but if you do, <laughs> you're, very, you're very welcome. <laughs> How about you come out to California? How about we reverse that? that? Is you come more out like see it. me. We'll do that. Why don't we all meet in California? That sounds Let's like a much that, better yeah. plan. There we go. Now we're talking. Far fewer kangaroos on the road there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Darren. All right, Great gents. Well, it, it is always a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, I'm glad I got to see your faces today. And um, congratulations with all your guys' success and the YouTube stuff. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'm a big fan. Thank Cheers. you so much. I'm a big Appreciate fan. Appreciate it, mate. Talk soon. What a what a great guy, huh? So nice. What what a great guy. And 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 great storyteller. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, I hear two things about about Darren. One, he's very easy to work with, and two, he's a really nice guy. And I can totally believe that from just talking. Yeah. So so humble and you know, I remember him telling me how you know, he'd, he'd be answering the phone in the middle of the night because he'd get a call from somewhere overseas and and you know, just a guy who Loves his business, loves what he does, and just a genuinely decent dude. So good to have him on the show. Yeah, I, I, I um, when I first bought my uh, my first set of Fisters, I called up and he answered, and uh, he said, "Hey, it's Darren speaking." And, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, uh, how, how you doing? I, I want some Fister mufflers." And yeah, who's just like so nice, such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, and do you know when I did my um my review video on my Fista for the 964, I, I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if I could talk to him? And I just messaged him and he's like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. I was like, really? <laughs> You'll be in the video? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. That is so good. Wow. What so a guy. Good. What a guy. Well, that brings us to an end of episode three, Episode James. three. How's that, eh? Fantastic. Three. Hey, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And, um, and please make sure you subscribe to us on Instagram as well. Start following us there because that's where all of our announcements take place. If you are a fan of either of us on Insta, yeah, follow us on Curb and Canyon as well. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week with another pod. Take care. Bye. See you again.